Hello, welcome and step inside to this episode of Stepping Out. Now when I started this podcast, I wanted to interview people from all walks of life and backgrounds. And this one for me really hits that brief. I also wanted to start with my friends because by some beautiful twists of fate and luck, I have the pleasure of knowing some amazingly talented and interesting people. Today, I spoke to the divine Darshini Rajaratnam. She has such a great voice and her kind spirit seems to jump out as soon as she opens her mouth. I'll let her tell you her story about growing up in Sri Lanka, but just to say that every time I hear something about it, I'm sort of left with my mouth gaping open whilst my mind wanders over there. We also talked about the role of a busy mother these days and how to fit in peaceful you time and what she does to relax and unwind. And of course, I asked her why she walks, where she walks, and how it affects her both mentally and physically. So sit back, take some time for you, and enjoy the show. Hi, Darcy. Hi, Cass. How are you? I am feeling very good today. Thank good. you for the walk that you brought me on. That's okay. We're here in the lovely um, College Lake Nature Reserve near Tring in Hertfordshire. And we've managed to find a non-windy spot because it, even though the rain stopped this week, it's really, really windy. And uh, it's quite difficult to find somewhere. So we've managed to sit. We've got a lovely bench, haven't we, in the middle of all this brushland here. Um, this is an amazing place, actually, to walk around because... There's so many birds and lots and lots of wild animals here and I use this place quite a lot because I come here to do my training walks. Um, it's lovely because it's an, exactly a two mile round trip round the lake. So us sporty walkie types, we don't have to worry about recording how far we've gone. So that's all very nice. So do you come here often, Dash? Can I, can I give you the truth, Cass? Yeah. I've lived here for almost six years now in this area i have never been you have to, never been to college lake i have never <gasps> been to the lake and could you describe how long it takes you to drive here <laughs> less than four minutes <laughs> and what do you think it's beautiful it there are so many little parts here and there that you could sort of take an adventure on mm-hmm. uh, but not something that I would necessarily have done on my own or just with the family because you, you tend to take the family to familiar places rather than new places. So yeah. thank you for bringing me here. You're very welcome. Because I was with you, I just walked with you and you brought us to this beautiful place. And the sun's out I know. a little bit. It's peeking That's behind so, the clouds, but so beautiful. it's here to bless us on this lovely Saturday. Um, so where do you normally walk then with your family? So we, we do go to the lake, but near Marsworth. And oh, okay. we walk around oh, the, the reservoir. Lake there, the reservoir, yeah. exactly. Because we have lots of reservoirs around here. Yes. We're lucky as well. Yeah. Reservoirs, I should say, not reservoirs. Um, so we've got a few, actually. And actually, an interesting fact about this place is that it's part of a... I forgot what it's called. It's Tring Reservoir Wildlife Walk or something like that. And it's 13 miles long. And this is included in it. So right. where you've walked is probably the beginning. Yeah. And then if you carried on, you'd end up here. So you just haven't got far enough. We haven't. But now we're here today. <laughs> Indeed. That's we okay. do try and walk along the Ivinghoe Beacon sometimes. 
as well, which yeah. is beautiful. That's gorgeous up there, yes, isn't it? What yeah. an amazing view. Absolutely. But when you're with family and young children, they don't tend to walk that far with you, do they? I or mean, want to walk at all. You <laughs> find. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's always, you know, it's either too cold, too windy. Can we not just stay inside? It's a bit boring because we are with our family, not with friends. Yeah. All kinds. So you tend to walk with them only for as long as they are happy and then you tend to get back home. Mm. So this was really nice because we yeah. can just go for as long as we want. And what's lovely about this place is there's a nice cafe at the end. Yeah. So you can exactly. go and get hot chocolate, which we might actually do <laughs> when we A good destination. It is. And it's been raining quite a lot this week. So this is actually really nice because I've walked through many muddy quagmires with clients this week and people so this is a this is quite um a change so talking of change you were brought up in sri lanka weren't sri lanka. you this is where you've come from so so looking around here now all the trees and the foliage and all that kind of thing how does that compare to sri lanka and, and where you were born and brought up it could be more different than what it is Cass. Uh, in sri lanka it's 365 days of summer with 30 degrees Celsius, wow. if not more. Mm-hmm. Beautiful landscape. Um, the landscape in Sri Lanka is very special because from the center of Sri Lanka uh, towards the sea, it's a tapering landscape. So the center of Sri Lanka is the hill country. Mm-hmm. And then you come to little moors, you know, slightly smaller hills. And then towards the sea, it's flat land. So you would never see a hill near the sea in Sri Lanka. Right. It's always flat land, yeah. sandy beaches sunny and beautiful with really lovely people people are very friendly i mean if you had met a person on a day just and had a conversation for for an hour or so say at a meeting or at a school or something that person tends to become a good friend because Mm -hmm. that's how it is you know it's very easy to make friends yeah um and everyone's open about it you know it's nothing strange about getting to know someone just over an hour and saying that yeah she or he is a good friend so great culture, sunny beaches, beautiful landscape, and you could travel from uh, cool hills to sunny beaches uh, within four hours, wow. five hours or so. So the best holiday spots are yeah. just within four hours yeah. journey, which is which is beautiful. And one season. One season, I know, uh. so, which is brilliant. But yeah. what happens with that one season is that you tend to take it for granted. So most of us in Sri Lanka, we don't go out between 11 and 3 p.m. because it can be really mm-hmm. hot. Um, or if we have to travel out, some of us even carry umbrellas, not for the rain, but, but for, for the, the shade. Sun. Yeah, yes. absolutely. I mean, I lived in Israel for about two and a half years and, and it's a similar scenario over there. You get so used to it and most people hide away. So yeah. in the, the middle of the day here where most mad English people are out kind of catching the rays that they can, over there, you'd be sitting in your air-conditioned box yes. just waiting for the, the sun to go down so exactly. you could be a bit cooler. So yeah. that's what it's like. So you mentioned it was flat near the sea. So where did you... I mean, was walking part of your life when you were growing up? And what kind of exercise did you get involved well, in? Well, we walked to school most of the time uh, and it could be almost two to three miles walk sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at school, there's plenty of exercise because you, you can go out throughout the year. You can go out to the playground play and be active throughout the year and um, at school the first three months of a year the school sees during school mm-hmm. um, it's the sports meet season 
say sports meets are very big things in Sri Lanka. Oh, really? All schools have a big day as, as the day of the sports meet. And um, running up to the day, everyone practices. So we all go out, we practice on our individual games or individual um, races or mm -hmm. anything that we would take part in. And the sports meets are very expensive affairs as well. So we tend to book big stadiums, wow. have proper games. We would have chief guests, uh, you know, the government ministers or uh, priests or you know, some of the very important people in, mm -hmm. the, in the society would become the chief uh, guests. Yeah. So it becomes a big affair with the, the band on, with yeah. parents coming to watch us, which which is which is really good, really good because it tends to get us into the habit of competing, but competing with a good attitude. Yeah, were well, they quite big the schools over there? Lots of children in one school. Yes, yeah, very big schools, and it's not as um, uh, as well regulated as it is here in the UK in terms of catchment areas, etc. Right. So depending on where you want to go to school and how uh, you know how wealthy or not so wealthy you are you mm. can just send your kid to any school that right. you want to yeah, yeah which is i which i don't think is that positive but yeah loads of schools lots of people lots mm. of students yeah good teachers as well and yeah. so outside of school then what would family life look like in terms of you know what would your weekend activities be there wasn't that much of a weekend activity like here in 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 England, where weekends are so special. You mm. would, um, you know, you would schedule your weekend, and you tend to enjoy every hour of it. Back home, it wasn't like that. It's sometimes, uh, you know, when I started my job, I would be working half day on a, on a Saturday as well. Uh, but then, work and the family life do are not as distinguished as it is here. Family. Uh, friends at work almost become your family mm. and you tend to spend more time with them during the weekend as well rather than with your family so there's a lot of integration oh, there. like an extended family, family kind of thing. Yes, I see. as opposed to separation in fact uh, at work we would take our families on trips so every year there'd be an annual family trips so the whole work colleagues would take That's the families together yeah. on trips Excellent. so there's a lot of that say so it becomes a way of life yeah. rather than working for life yeah. if that makes sense yeah, yeah absolutely and on these trips did you i mean we obviously did it involve beaches did you play anything on the beach or beaches yeah yeah, yeah. Beach and what kind resorts. of thing did you, did you oh beach resorts resorts right. play a big role in our in our weekends and holidays we that would, sounds lovely when we can we move over there sorry <laughs> it's a lovely country amazing people it it has a lot of potential yeah. and i don't think we have realized the full potential of, of the country yeah um having said that i must i must also say that have having had to come to the uk um it was it was a bit of a shock to my uh, system completely because I was deprived of the sun, which I was used to for the first 25 years of my life. So you've joined all of us in the UK in that thought. <laughs> I'm starting with it. I'm starting with it. There's loads, loads of things. I think even if you're born and bred from the UK and your whole of your family's been here forever, <laughs> you still think exactly still the same as you. <laughs> We're deprived of the sun. Yeah, I completely understand. And it's perfectly balanced days mm. in Sri Lanka. 
said 12 hours of sunshine and yeah. 12 hours of darkness yeah so by 6 p.m in the night in the evening mm. you would know that the sun's gonna go down yeah. and then by 6 a.m the following morning we know for sure that the sun would be there it's gonna come up so weather forecasts were things that were never part of our lives never talked about whereas we kind of integrate that into most of our conversations <laughs> exactly. don't we yeah start with something to say talk about the weather <laughs> But that's so. Do you um, what do you think of the seasons over here? Because obviously we have very four very well. Mm, they've kind of changed a bit in recent years, but quite four quite distinct seasons, don't we? We've got yeah. the spring, summer, autumn, winter. So, has that changed the way you live your life? I mean, obviously everything's changed yes. since you've moved from Sri Lanka. But um, yeah. So how, how you know what do you think? What did you think when you came over here and you realised that leaves were dropping off trees and things like that? What, what that's done to me is it's allowed me to appreciate nature for what it truly is mm-hmm. and not take anything for granted, uh, and also appreciate different seasons of the year in in a in a magical way. Because back home we would talk about autumn, mm-hmm. I would read about it uh, in books, but. I had never experienced it. But now when I experience autumn, the different colours of leaves that I see, leaves falling and then the trees hibernating. You know, these mm. magical things of nature. I, I wasn't resonating with these things. Mm. But here I am. I am absolutely appreciating each weather to what it is. Um, I love spring. I love summer because I get the sun uh, to the best of, uh, you know, to... How we're going to get it. Exactly. Uh, And autumn and then winter, Christmas, you know, the warm feeling, Mm -hmm. families together. So I'm... I'm appreciating life a lot more. So had you had you even seen snow before? No, I haven't. And so my first snow, I was very very excited. I bet you were. And I I tried to I tried to feel snow with bare hands and couldn't do it for more than five minutes. <laughs> That's when I realised I needed my gloves badly. Yeah, but I, I know what you magical. mean about it. it is magical. I mean the appreciation this year that I've had of nature has really um, upped its game for me because. I've walked, as you know, quite a lot this year because of the lockdown as well. And um, I've really, I don't think since a child, I've seen so much nature in every single season as it's kind of clicked round from spring into summer into autumn. And now we're kind of getting into this winter period. And it really is incredible when you just look at, I mean, I can walk past the same tree or bushes or whatever um, week in, week out, and they change on a weekly basis. So it's been quite incredible. And so you mentioned there about how you, you know, Christmas and family and, and that kind of thing. Um, obviously, your religion is Hindu, right? Yes. So tell me a bit about that and also why you observe Christmas as well. Yes. Um, and a bit about maybe the religions in your country, can you? Um, another great thing about uh, you know having a childhood in Sri Lanka is that we tend to be friends with all kinds of religions. So my friends, I had friends um, who would observe Islam. Um, I had friends who are Buddhist. I still have friends who are Buddhist. Christian friends. I went to Catholic schools. head teachers or you know head uh, principals as we call them uh, nuns who are my principals so that's that's another fantastic thing about Sri Lanka is that you know we have friends across all religions and religion for me is is just a different way of living looking at life rather than saying that this is God mm. um, you know Hindus 
observe different customs. Islam, uh, Muslims um, observe different customs. Buddhists offer different customs. But at the end of the day, we all want the same thing. We want to feel joy. We want to be at peace. Uh, we want good uh, things to happen uh, to all of us. So, mm -hmm. and that was very evident. We were all good friends, and we never argued or had conversations about who's God or you know which religion is the best. We all understood that these are just different ways of looking at life and uh, observing different customs. So. Um, uh, in Sri Lanka, for each religious festival, we get a bank holiday, which was another best thing. So That's a bonus, then. That is. And every full moon day is a bank holiday. So you get 12 holidays per year on full moon so days. So it's kind of in your, in your interests to, <laughs> to be involved with quite a few of these. It does. And so you had friends from different walks of life and different um, backgrounds, different religions. So, of a, I mean, when did you go to church or go to temples or what, would, what happened with that we would go to church every week my father would go to church every day in the morning and mm -hmm. then he would go to a hindu temple as well before he started work and whenever i got to join him i'd go to the church and then the temple usually these are all next to each other yeah before we start the day so i you know i've been part of mass um, I've, I've been uh, raised by nuns uh, in, in many uh, situations of my life where I was at uh, you know, Christian schools uh, and then I've been to Buddhist temples, great Islam friends and whenever these people or these friends of mine would celebrate their festivals, mm -hmm. we are most of the time invited to their homes to celebrate with them mm. or they would always send some uh, food to us. So we, on those days we wouldn't cook and similarly when we celebrated Hindu festivals we would have our the friends who were not Hindus mm. uh, at our house enjoying the festival with us if not I would take a big plate of food to their house Aww. on those days and it was such a normal thing to yeah. do and there was never a, a um, discomfort about doing that because that's the whole but culture it's all about sharing it's all about and sharing. I've been to your house for cooking uh, for, for cooking ourselves because we did a bit of cooking together didn't yeah. we because I wanted to know about how you made that, that amazing food but I've also eaten your food and it's quite incredible it's spicy yes. especially when your husband <laughs> makes it um, but it's absolutely gorgeous so would you say that that was a, a way that you unwind with your family I mean I think you mentioned that you do quite a lot of cooking um, you'll do like one main meal a day. Yes. Uh, is, is that still the case? So yes, even in the week, exactly. you'll make one big meal a yeah. day for everybody, and then the weekends get a bit more involved Absolutely. with some other bits. Involved. Absolutely. In Sri Lanka, they tend to cook three times a day yeah. fresh meals. So having something that's not fresh is not normal. It's really so healthy. It's healthy, but it does consume a lot of your time. Yeah, so sure. Unless you have someone at home who's happy to do that, it's difficult. Mm. And when I came from Sri Lanka, I had never heard of frozen food. Again, I mean, freezing food is something that was it's not normal. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Handy, normal. but not exactly. fresh. And yes, yeah, so yeah. everything was made from scratch where you were Absolutely. from. But it's not possible to do it in the mm. UK. So we do now do freeze. We do eat frozen food. Mm -hmm. uh, but I tend to sort of fresh, uh, uh, I tend to cook fresh food at least once a day yeah and that's sometimes myself and that's sometimes uh, my husband but that sort of uh, helps us instigate some of these customs and uh, you know uh, way of living yeah 
uh, into our children and make them understand that it's still possible you don't have yeah. to always eat frozen food it doesn't always have to be ready to eat it's fresh and it's easy to make once you get into the habit of doing sure, it it's yeah. very easy yeah and actually sometimes yeah easier mm. than i mean and also it teaches the kids that when they grow up they can make Absolutely. things from scratch Absolutely. rather than asking for the chicken nuggets to come out of the, the, the freezer and it's a difficult thing to do isn't it because you've got a really really busy job haven't you you're a marketing manager yes so and that's full time so how do you juggle all of that getting out for some exercise and children and husband and 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 how do you kind of you know manage to have some downtime for yourself approached this whole whole um, different way of living by strategizing and planning and it might look a bit uh, or it might sound a little bit impersonal but I had to actually do that um, because uh, most of our families both my family and Maurice's family they are back in Sri Lanka we have good friends here some yes some extended family but they don't uh, live close to us so I had to approach this whole situation with a strategy. So I had to first sit and think, what's important, family or career? And then the answer is both of them are important. Mm -hmm. um, so then I had to prioritize, which meant it, first it's family, then it's career, and then the rest. So I have uh, lost a bit of my social life. But then I was never uh, that much of a party goer anyways. Um, I had, um, I have cut down a lot of my um, uh, social media time. So I am on Facebook and Instagram, but not a lot. I go in only when I need to and then I switch off. Mm -hmm. uh, when I'm not working, I'm with the family. I'm with the kids mostly. Because you have, your, your boys turn like mine. That's how yes. we know each other. They're at school yes. together, aren't they? So, and he, we were just talking actually before this about um, how they're really into tech. Yes. and how difficult it would be to remove them from that situation and take them outside. You've got a nice garden, so you can kind of send them outside. But you've got a girl who is, six remind me, of six. Old. So yeah. there's quite a difference in age, and also one being a boy and one being a girl. Yeah. So, so yeah, so how do you kind of... I, Whenever possible, I sit and talk to them. Mm. And, uh, and they like to talk, don't they? They like yeah. to talk. And I think most kids do like to talk but it's about us having the patience sure um, ever since my son was born I had always made sure I spent as much time with him as possible and even if that means um, I don't get to watch some you know adult kind of programs or TV I'm fine with that I would sit and watch a cartoon with him or a kids movie with him and, and I'm fine with that because that then ensures I get a bit of downtime in front of TV yeah but I'm still with the children sure um, but with my son, I have always made sure that I s discuss things with him, speak to him about things. So um, you, you had a very good question about technology and mm -hmm. how they want to get into it way before anyone of us, you know, adults would have um, done. And I have explained so well to him why it's important not to get buried in technology because it's not real. And sometimes our, our, our brains could actually think that it's real, but it's not. Uh, really explaining how important it is to go out and get a bit of fresh air or you know read a bit do something that moves his brain rather than technology so this has taken a lot of discussions and understanding from his perspective why he would like certain things and how we could sort of compromise mm -hmm. it's helped it's helped uh, my son a lot he 
in fact um, for his age he's, he's a matured young person is what I would say but I think all the conversations that I've had with him um, has really helped on the contrary my daughter though is is a six-year-old has a mind of her own and a chatterbox <laughs> wants to keep on expressing herself uh, again then the way I engage with her or I talk to her is very different to how I would approach my son uh, with her it's a bit more playful with her it's a bit more perseverance with her it's a lot more patience as well because I've been with your lovely daughter and she is gorgeous um, and she could just literally talk to you all day yeah. so how do you uh, once you've got to the point where you've kind of gone right okay my quota for talking to you is just about ending how do you then take yourself away from that and have your own you time to to bring that down a little bit and just yeah. to kind of recenter what, what do you do I wasn't doing that up until about four years ago I wasn't doing that I was prioritizing my career and my family and mm -hmm. I had in the midst of all of these things forgotten about myself and there was at some point my this whole universe which I truly believe in uh, made sure that I realized it at one point I couldn't carry on doing that anymore mm. And I was like, I was really seeking for a way of, I, I had lost myself in everything that I was trying to do in the right possible way. And one day I sat there having cleaned my house, um, having gotten ready to go to school because it was the parents' evening. So I was ready I, and I still had half an hour to do, go. It was a beautiful sunny day. I still remember that moment. The sun was shining through the windows. And I just sat on the floor and I was like, I don't know what to do. I, I've lost myself. I there's something that's missing yeah yeah and this is so unlike me I wasn't much of, much of a YouTube person you know a person who would go into YouTube but that day I just went in and the first link that I saw was about uh, a, a South Indian who was talking about thoughts and how our thoughts are so important in terms of what manifests in our lives I just listened to it for the next 20 minutes and from that day onwards, my life has changed course drastically. I now meditate at least for half an hour every day wow. in the morning. Mm. And it's it's one of those things <clears throat> like, you know, how you start your day with a bre good breakfast, yeah. a good shower, etc. I need my meditation mm. and that's my first food for the day. Yeah. If I don't do that, I feel as though I haven't done something really important in life. But once I meditate, the rest of the things within the day flows in so well because I had taken care of myself sure, as yeah. the first thing yeah. in the morning. Yeah. And do you take yourself physically away, shut the door? Yes. And how, how do Absolutely. you manage that? Where do you go? I have a little... I mean, uh, Because I don't know about you, but often, I mean, I can be in the toilet and somebody <laughs> will feel it's absolutely fine to come in and start talking to me. So how do you make thankfully, sure that doesn't happen? Thankfully, in every house that uh, we lived in, I've always made sure that there was one small room in the house, which, which we call as a prayer room. Uh, and that room would have some, you know, Hindu deities in and a little lamp, which I light every day. And that room would become my room for meditation. Uh, I would close the door. I would make sure that the lamp is lit and I would just sit there facing east. And I just keep my eyes closed for the rest of the yeah. uh, half an hour. Uh, and the kids know that that's my time. I, I would tell them, okay, okay guys, I'm gonna meditate now for the next half an hour. Let's make sure that the house is quiet. 
it was not easy the first few months but now the family has become so accustomed to it and they you put know. a bolt on the door <laughs> i do lock my door oh, you do you lock it <laughs> i do lock my that'll door. be what does it then <laughs> oh that sounds gorgeous so once you've brought yourself down then and you're you're ready for the the day and i say down i mean up in that sense but you've kind of calmed yourself and centered yourself you're ready for the day um how do you then are you able during the day to get out for a walk or go somewhere to kind of bring yourself up into that you know increasing your heart rate type of thing and getting some nice deep breaths in is there any any way you can do that yeah i think that's one of the areas that i have to improve myself uh, in um i do yoga once a week but that's a dedicated time I, i have a good teacher and i join her class and we do it on a thursday afternoon evening actually around seven o'clock um but which is great for strength it's brilliant, brilliant. Body, i love yeah. yoga because it uh, it sort of integrates mind and body together mm. in in such a beautiful way but it, with yoga i think it's really important that we have the right teacher mm-hmm. and our teacher is, uh, is so brilliant um but for the other, during the other days it's very hard because it's a busy job and then when i'm not at work i'm with the kids mm. so it's very hard to take some time off for physical activity yeah um uh, so what i've now tried to do is that i try and walk to the school as much as possible so it's a it's something that we do for the kids but i've then tried to integrate that with my physical activity yes, yeah and i do tend to sort of walk fast to pick the kids up or when and then when i'm with the kids um the walk back home becomes uh, my conversation time with them i chat to them i sort of try and listen to them and sometimes they are not happy to talk they are like oh school was okay they i can't remember they haven't processed it sometimes they, yes. have they they need most of the of time. time they yeah. can't remember what they've done at school no, that's true um so i ask them one simple question are you happy at school and if they said yes then i'm happy then with happy that too. but most of the time if they are not happy it comes out in one word or two word answers so i Uh, that's one of the things that i used to sort of make sure that mm. i'm there for the kids and that the kids are open about how they are feeling yeah yeah but as you know we live in a beautiful village and we are so blessed to have a good school and some good teachers and a good community so i think in that uh, aspect we, we are all lucky yeah and we were talking earlier weren't we as we were walking around saying how nice it is to walk and talk and yes. you just you sounded quite surprised when you yeah. said Well, we're walking and yeah. we're and we're managing to have our chats like you know and and it's and that's what I love about it is that whoever I walk with you talk about all sorts of different yes. things which actually is why I started this podcast in the first yes. place so um I think from now on you and I might be not just sitting in our kitchens yes, talking exactly. for hours we might go out and do this especially when the when the winter is finished if it gets a bit kind of too cold then yeah. we'll get nice and cozy but obviously because of the lockdown this is perfect this is perfect and i have to say something about this actually so i i've always loved walking and in terms of physical exercise you know the exercises where your heart races and you're gasping for breath and your bones hurt whenever i do those tough ones i'm like surely exercise is not intended to be this hard because you have to en- your mind has to enjoy whatever mm-hmm. you do yeah. so that that manifests in something positive for your body and your life so hence why i like yoga because that's not fast paced it's slow but it does what it should do sure and today we had walked almost for half an hour i think into the midst of these woods and 
I mean, without obviously realizing it, we have had such an amazing conversation. The weather was still a bit dreary. Yes, it's a bit muddy and it's a bit wet. But it for me, answer, though, that those yeah. 30 minutes were amazing because I was walking, I was still physically exercising, but yeah. with the conversation that we had, which was great medicine for the mind, I would yeah. say, I felt almost healed. Yeah. And I said to you, didn't I? I said, Cass, this is this is brilliant. Yeah. I I hadn't realized that exercise could be this pleasant. Well, I always say, and one of my little things I've thought about recently, um, I don't know where they come from, but I thought recently that, that walking is meditation on the move, yes. really. Because even though you're looking at uh, your surroundings and they're beautiful, you're focusing on what you're talking about, you're kind of doing a bit of both. And I always feel slightly suspended in time, you know, so that's why probably when I nip out for half an hour and come back five hours later, um, that's why that happens. But, you know, you can walk around this lovely lake, spring, summer, autumn, winter, and there'll be different things to look at and different things to talk about. And, and it's different every time. So that's what's so amazing about it. It is, so. indeed. I agree. And then you still tend to enjoy the nature a lot more. Yeah, yes, it's do. a bit dark and dreary. Mm. But still, I can see red berries everywhere, yellow and orange leaves, some really dry brown leaves on, on, on the ground. It, In its own way, this nature is beautiful in it every is. aspect. Yeah. Um, and I think this this new initiative i haven't heard of this sort of initiative before where you walk and talk mm -hmm. and it's great therapy for your body and your mind yeah, absolutely this is a new theme for me i haven't ever heard of this and i just wish more and more people would hear about it and make use of it because i think we are in dire need of that mm -hmm. you know for example if it's someone like me who is not able to get out as much as i as i'd like to because of my job and my family prioritized it and I've made a conscious decision of it this sort of sort of like it's almost getting away from that norm isn't it course, uh, yeah. uh, this this sort yeah. of activity is brilliant it is lovely I mean the people that I see in the week with, uh, with either sport walking or walking therapy it's all really therapy mm. you know we talk about all sorts of things and of course you're using your body so it's just brilliant <laughs> right on cue a nice fast car <laughs> in the background so um okay I've got a really really quite serious question to ask you okay and this question is if you could walk anywhere in the world any terrain any time of the day of the year any country um with whomever you wanted to whether they're dead or alive um fictional or not where would you walk who would you walk with and what would you ask them yeah well um, that's that's a really interesting question, uh, but the first thing when I heard that question that came to my mind, um, or the first person who came to my mind is my Amama. So Amma in Sri, Lanka, me, Sri Lankan or Tamil means mother, Am, Amma means mother's mother, so your grandmother, your maternal grandmother. So my Amama was, I remember her in every situation of my life. She's always being there looking after me doing what needs to be done for the happiness of both myself and my mother she was always there for me and she made me feel so special she made me feel so loved you know unconditional love there was never a condition saying you have to behave or you have to be a good girl or you have to do this or that for her love she just loved and I think she made many of her grandchildren and children feel like that because I have seen her be there for every one of them despite who they were or how they were behaving 
and she made me so special and she always told me that I was her special granddaughter and uh, where would I walk with her it would be uh, a hill country in Sri Lanka so hill station and this is a place called Hatton in Sri Lanka where I started my preschool and during those days uh, Sri Lanka was going through a riot um, so my uh, mother uh, had to live with my father and my brothers in, in, in the capital city in Sri Lanka, Colombo, while she had left me with my grandmother and my aunt's family in Hatton, where I was able to go to school. And during the riots, it wasn't easy for them to get a school for me in Colombo. So they made sure that I had a school in Hatton and my grandmother was there with my aunt's family. And my grandmother would every day take me to these smaller roads through the hills which would lead up to the school and wait for the little bus to come. And these buses was, I mean, this was almost 30 years ago. These buses were so small and would be so full of people in the mornings. I would sometimes, I never wanted to get in. Now, I think I was about three. And she would try to get me in and I would refuse. And then, do you know what she would do? She would carry me on her hips on the side of her she would carry me up to the school and walk the two miles to the school take me up to the school i mean once i'm in the classroom she would wait outside because there was no point for her to walk another two miles come back home and then go back to the school to pick me up because it's four or five hours in the morning as a preschool right so she would sit at the staircase until I come out either for my lunch break or you know mid-morning break or until the school finishes and then she'll carry me the whole way back but every time she'll try and get me into the bus and I would refuse and <laughs> that is dedication that, that is that, that is unconditional love for me and then this I the way I know this is that I remember some parts of it but some of these things she told me she, she told me how I refused to get into the bus but I do remember her carrying me I do remember her feeding me and everything um, so I would like to walk that road with her again, holding her hand and just just asking her one question, just one question asking her whether, you know, have I turned out to be worthy of the love that she gave me? And I know absolutely the answer that she would give me. She would say, I mean, you are perfect as you are. She, she would just say that with her, with her own words. But she's a lady who always had a story to tell. So a walk with her would be as brilliant as a walk that I had this morning. That is because a lovely Because there's always something that she would like yeah. to tell me about, people that she would have met, her doctors. She sounds wonderful. She is Can an amazing lady. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I must say she's, you know, she's passed away. Oh. But I think of her every day and instead of feeling she's not here I learned to be able to feel her love and I've learned to give that love to my children and I tell them that when they have children and families that they should be able to love them in that unconditional way I mean no matter how behave how they behave or what they do in their lives the love that they give them and the love that I give them would need to be just pure in its own way oh, unconditional that is absolutely gorgeous I, just a beautiful answer. I don't know what to say. I'm just completely <laughs> dumbstruck, which doesn't happen very often, as you know. This has been so lovely talking to you, Dash. Really, really appreciate it. Um, we've been sitting on this bench, and I could quite literally sit here all day. 
Um, but should we go and get hot chocolate? Yeah. Let's do yes. that. Yeah, I would love that. And ever since then, I've been thinking of it. Thank you so much. It's just been really interesting. And um, I'm hoping to speak to you again soon at some point. Yes, be really, I think really we'll nice. be doing more of these walks now together, 100%. Cass. Yeah. Uh, and I would like to say thank you. Thank you for being such a good friend. Uh, but thank you for starting this initiative. I mean, I, I mean, I feel that loads of people are going to be helped by this walking therapy. And I'm not saying this because you're my friend, because you and I would walk anyways, regardless of whether the therapy uh, is there or not. But I think, personally, I think there are lots of people who would, who need such help, you know, who need to connect with the nature. Yeah. Because in my life, definitely, I have experienced that nature has helped me in so many ways. And if we started talking about that, that will probably take another couple of hours, well, if not more. That's what we need <laughs> But the more you are connected with the nature, the more the nature gives back to you mm-hmm. in so many ways. Oh, and your yeah. life could thrive on it. I couldn't uh, have put I that better that. myself. Just so, so good. Yeah, absolutely. Lovely. Thank you. Very well put. I really appreciate you being here. And um, I've no doubt we'll do another one of these. It was just perfect. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Cass. Oh, how lovely was that? We felt so good after that chat, as we always do. And like we mentioned, we mostly sit around our kitchen table drinking some kind of herbal tea whilst the kids play. But that chat really made us realise that we need to go out and do our talking outside more. Stepping out of our usual environment, you might say. Anyway, I'm sure you'll agree that Darshi had some really interesting things to talk about. And I hope you enjoyed that episode as much as I did. Incidentally, if you visit our beautiful College Lake this winter, do go to the cafe and have one of their lovely coffees is they're doing the ones with those naughty shots in. I had a winter spice version. When I asked the lady what it was, she simply said, it tastes like Christmas, and it really did. So don't stay in, step out and enjoy the many fab places to walk this season. And if you've been sent the link to just this episode, please follow this podcast for more interesting interviews with other lovely people. And let's share it to friends so others can listen on their journeys. Thank you so much for listening to this one. Stay relaxed and I look forward to having you along next time.